We're live in the classroom today, and it's episode 25 of Substitute Teachers Lounge. All right, we're talking with our first student today. Tell us your favorite, tell us your first name and then your favorite substitute teacher story. Hello, my name is Michael and my favorite substitute teacher story was in third grade and we had, um, and we had this sub who didn't really, the teacher didn't leave her any instructions to tell us, to tell her what to do. So we all told her that it was our fun Friday event that we got to go outside for extra time. So when we went outside, the principal was out there helping um, fix kind of the courtyard area. And so when we got outside, the principal made us go back inside. And so after that, the uh, sub got nervous and didn't know what to do. So the principal had to sit in uh, sit in the classroom with us and make us work because she didn't know how to basically do it, make us do our work because she didn't know what we needed to do. Okay, what would your suggestion be for that substitute teacher? Um, I would say go get the principal or contact that teacher and ask her for her sign-in so that she can get in and keep doing what we needed to do or like make a PowerPoint for us. Okay, thank you very much. We have our next student with us today, and she is going to share with us her favorite substitute teacher story. Tell us your first name. Tell us the story. My name is Hannah, and a few weeks ago we had a substitute teacher who loved to stare at me and my friends, and we got a note and we said that she had a staring problem and that she was a little weird. She found the note and she called the assistant principal to come and get me and my friends and the assistant principal told us to not call people weird and not call people that we have staring problems. All right, what do you think that substitute teacher could have done better? Probably not stared at us a lot. Did, because she stared at you, was it hard to get your work done? Yes. All right. Thank you very much, Hannah. All right, we have another student here with us today. I'm going to let him give, give us his first name, and then he's going to describe a method that we use in the classroom that's very effective. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Jacob, and I'll be talking about Cornell Notes. The first thing you need to do is look at the top of the page and write down your key ideas at the bottom of the page next to the word summary. Then you need to write the vocabulary words and the definitions of them. Next off, you need to read through the entire section of that and then write down the most key ideas in that on the big part of the page. Now, one of my favorite substitute teachers in second grade, it was a Wednesday, and to, to remind us how she, how to remind us how to spell Wednesday, she always said Wednesday. That's one of my favorite stories. That's one of your favorite stories. What made her your favorite substitute teacher? Well, she was always nice, and then one day she forgot um, how long recess lasted, and we had an extra recess. Good. That would make her my favorite substitute <laughs> teacher. Thank you very much. All right, now we have a young lady here with us. We are going to let her give her first name and her favorite substitute teacher story. Okay, so I'm Kylie, and my favorite substitute teacher story, my 
Mom, she had a best friend, and the substitute teacher, she came to one of my third grade classes, and um, she pulled me aside and said, hi, my daughter is your best, is your mom's best friend, and I was like, cool. That's, so. that's really good. What did you like about her as a substitute teacher? Uh, she always made sure that I was good and taken care of and all that. Even though she wasn't everybody's favorite teacher, she always had a special place in my heart. That's great. Thank you very much. Good job. All right, we're going to test our next student. We're going to ask her a question, that something that we just learned in class. What does polytheistic mean? Many gods. All right, we just learned that. So she gets the right now to share a substitute teacher's story with you. Go ahead. Tell us your first name and then your story. Okay, my name's Maya, and the story that I'm going to be telling you guys is actually in gym class, and it was a couple weeks ago. It, okay, so I had we had a substitute teacher, and she came over to me after saying roll, and she said, is your name pronounced Mia? And I'm like... No, it's it's called Maya, and she's like, no, it's it's pronounced Mia. I'm I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Maya, and she was just making sure that my name was pronounced Mia when it really wasn't. So, so do you think it's important for substitute teachers to get your name right? Yeah, I do too. I think that's important because I want you all to get my name right, and I think it's important for you guys to hear your names correctly too. Mm-hmm. All right, good job. Thank you. You're welcome. Our next student, I'm going to quiz him too. So your question is, what's the longest river in the world? The Nile River. Nile River. We just learned that too. Now share with everyone your favorite substitute teacher story. Tell so, us your first name first. Braxton. We were in math class and our substitute went into the closet and she came out with a different pair of clothes on. So she changed in the closet of my elementary school. Well, how'd that make you feel? Weird. (laughs) (laughs) You never seen a teacher do that before. No. I have to admit that is a new one for me. Uh, What do you think that teacher should have done? Like gone to the bathroom? Gone to the bathroom to change clothes. Think about your favorite substitute teacher and tell me what you like about that person. Um, he's funny. He's funny. Okay, you think funny is important? Yeah. But it's still important to learn, isn't it? Uh-huh. So the best best way is to have fun while you're learning. You yeah. agree with that? Uh-huh. All right, good job. Thank you very much. All right, we have our next student now. First of all, here's what you got to tell me. What's the air formula for the area of a rectangle? Length times width. All right, we got that one right. Now tell us a sto- uh, your favorite story about a substitute teacher. My favorite story about a substitute teacher is one time when I was in first grade, this was my very first time having a substitute teacher, and it made me so uncomfortable that I was like, oh, no, what's going on? And then when I figured out that the teacher came back and I asked her, what happened? And you had a substitute teacher. I was like, what does that mean? And she explained, I was like, I do not know what you talked about. Right, remind us what your first name is. Tyler. Now tell us. What makes your favorite substitute teachers your favorite? My favorite substitute teachers my favorite because they keep me interested, but, like, I don't want them just, like, be boring. They, I want, like, them to have some humor. Okay. So make the class interesting. Yes. All right. Good job. Thank you. Welcome. All right. All right. Here we go. Here's your question. What's the capital of Mongolia? 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Who wrote Harry Potter? J.K. Rowling. Okay, good job. Share with us. Tell us your first name first, okay. and then share with us a, a a story about a substitute teacher. Okay, so my name is Cadence, and um, a while ago I was in first grade, and I had um, a substitute teacher. I didn't know her name, so I asked her her name, and I went up to her, and she said, I like your shoes. I was like, thank you. She was like, who are they yours? I was like, no, they're my sister's. She's like, oh, you have pretty big feet. I was like, I know, you have big eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then she called the principal, and then the principal called my mom. And then, like, a week later, I figured out she was related to me. Oh, that, that is funny. Uh, let me t- ask you another question. How do you like substitute teachers to reward you for good work? Sometimes I just like them to give me candy. Give you candy, Okay. I'll try to do that in the future then. How's that? (laughs) All right. Good job. Good job. Well, I have to tell you, that was a lot of fun for me. I hope you enjoyed it. That's something I had wanted to try for a while. I want to thank the school for giving me permission to do that. Uh, We we had a good time. They looked forward to it. And I want to just make a comment on a couple of things that those students said that I think will help make us substitute uh, better substitute teachers. That's what we're in it for. Let's remember, first of all, that we're going to go into classrooms on occasion when the notes might not be as extensive as we want them to be. You know, we could you know, have a bad attitude about that teacher for leaving us unprepared, but we don't know what happened in that teacher's life. Maybe they had to leave suddenly for a family matter. So I don't think it's us for us to say, but, you know, be prepared, you know, once you walk in and see what the subject matter is, be prepared, be familiar with going to things like Khan Academy, maybe a Kahoot that would help teach the lesson, maybe some YouTube videos that might be important to them. Just be prepared uh, to do those kind of things. Always remember that communication, if you can figure out ways to communicate with the teacher and the students, that's always important as the day goes on. One other thing I would like to talk about, let's remember that how we behave in front of the students affects those students. And you heard a couple of stories about maybe when they didn't like the substitute teacher as much. When you come across that way, that will affect them in the future as well, and they will immediately, once they see you, be a little bit reluctant to have a good class for that day. So let's remember, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, let's not walk in with a chip on our shoulder trying to prove ourselves how how disciplined we are and how mean we're going to be to them means kind of a strong word, but I hope you get the idea that We need to just keep those doors of communication open and be positive for those students. I know the one student that shared the story about the substitute teacher that was staring at them. You know, those students in that class that I've had them too, they're really nice. I can't imagine why I would ever want to come across negatively to them. But if it was all those students' perception, then something happened that day. So let's just remember that those kids are there to learn. They're hoping for a positive experience when a substitute teacher comes in. There's no reason for us to not give them that 
positive experience, treat them nicely, even discipline nicely when we when we have to, if it has to escalate from there, well, then we have a decision to make. But give the students the benefit of the doubt. Give them a chance to prove themselves and answer questions nicely. And, you know, let's remember that they're still kids and we need to be a positive influence on them and not treat them in negative ways. Several of the students shared things that they had learned and I wish I had done that with all the students. To be honest, I didn't think about it until I was about maybe the second or third interview. You know, it's it's a very positive outcome when you allow a student to participate in the front of the class. Now, you're not going to have a microphone that I did, but even going to the board and letting them show their knowledge, sometimes students can come across you know, at a different level than the substitute teacher, and they can actually share some things with their fellow classmates that help them learn. The one gentleman who shared how you're supposed to prepare Cornell notes, and if you're not familiar with Cornell notes, there's plenty of YouTube videos and guidance out there to become familiar with that. But he shared that with us. It was a learning experience for all of us. I even used his paper later in the day to helped me with some of the other classes I was teaching. We also heard one of the students talk about catchphrases, the way one teacher helped them remember how to pronounce Wednesday. And, you know, we know those catchphrases. You've got Roy G. Biv and all these different kind of things. I used to know about the one with pickles in it for remembering the planets and if, and we can't use pickles anymore because Pluto's not a planet but it's it's funny how little catchphrases will stick in people's minds and help you with your memory help the students with their memory so I would encourage you to come up with some of those seems like they were more popular back when I was a child but I have noticed in classrooms there's that various different catchphrases and anagrams to help students remember how to recall some of the things they've learned so that's another good point that I think we can learn from that one of the students mentioned let's remember that being a substitute teacher there's a bonding process with students and when we bond with them I think we come across better even if it's stories about how they how you like their shoes how you like their hair maybe share stories if we go back to last week's episode when Edna shared a story with a student that Otherwise, wasn't really communicating with her very much, but once she found they had a common subject they could talk about, uh, they communicated much better, and that student respected the substitute much better after that. Let's always remember that. If we can come up with ways to bond with each and every student, I personally would encourage all of you to get up out of your chair. Don't just go in and substitute a class by sitting in a chair. Walk around. Help. Just look over kids' shoulders when they're working on their project and tell them how you like that or you know, nicely maybe help them with a word they might have misspelled so that they won't do that in the future. But all those types of things will help us to bond with those students. It will help us to share common stories with them. And then when we go back in the future, hopefully they'll look forward to us being there and it will be a learning experience for both the substitute and the teacher. One of the students was talking about her name, and I think that is one of the most important things we can do is to 
strive to get names correctly. Now, a lot of you and I from time to time, or probably most often, unless I'm in a long-term role, we're in a different class every day and it's hard to remember names. But if you do find yourself in a situation where you know you're going to teach that class again, especially the next day, what I try to do when I go down through the roster and call attendance for that day, at the end, I will ask them if I called everyone by the name they like to go by. You know, some of the students, they go by their middle name, they go by shortened versions of their first name, or maybe they just go by a nickname. And it, I think it always makes those students feel well if you put forth the effort to learn all of that information and get their name right the next time. It's very important. You want to you hear your name right. It makes you feel good when somebody remembers your name. So these students aren't any different. I'll give you a little story. One classroom that I had recently, it was club day. Now, I didn't know anything about what the club in my room was about, but I did have some students that I had quite often the previous year. I'm glad I had taken the time at that point to remember their names because two of them asked me, Mr. Collins, do you still still remember my name? I'll have to say I was proud that I did, and I could tell that I made them feel good by remembering their names. They only have one of me to remember. I have several of them to remember, so it takes some effort. I always like to, you know, if the if the teacher has a picture student seating chart, that's one thing that I like to work from. It helps you connect a picture with a face. I think I've joked with you before that when I was a long-term sub last year, I think I had nine girls that were named either Kaylee or Caitlin. And I'm not sure if I ever got all of them right, but I hope if I say something to them that starts with a K, they realize I'm, I made the effort to learn their name. So always go out of your way to try to remember the students' names. That's very important to them. Finally, one ongoing theme that I heard through most all of those interviews is that their favorite subs were the ones that knew how to make learning fun. I'm always happy when I work with teachers that also enjoy doing that. And most teachers do. They know those students want to have fun with the topic. It's a, there's a difference between forcing them to learn and helping them to learn. And I think the more ways that we can have fun in the classroom, the better we are. I know my wife, you've heard me say that she's a history teacher, and I know one of her classes recently, they had a bartering day where they could trade things with, with other students. I thought that was a very clever idea in the way that they could learn what the bartering system of commerce was and how various countries used to do that. Some of the classes I've taught recently also talked about bartering. So especially if you know the day before what you're going to be teaching the next day, think about ways you can have fun with that topic and make it fun for the students. The more fun they have while they're learning and you know, and I'll emphasize that you can't just have fun, but it has to be fun with learning. The uh, recent class that I've, or a class I've taught recently, I know that teacher knew that I was a Kahoot fan, so she actually designed a Kahoot review test for them while I was in her classroom that I could use then. 
And, you know, it, it really helps with the learning process. Let's face it, those kids like to be competitive. And when they can kind of show off their knowledge and do things in that way, and it keeps them engaged too. Even the students that you may have trouble keeping engaged from time to time, they seem to just come across better when there's a competitive element to, uh, to that. If you're not a Kahoot fan, just make some competitions in the classroom. Have two students go up to the board and compete with answers and do teams and, and that type of thing. And it, it really goes over well, in my opinion. So there you have it, my first ever in-classroom interview. I want, to, again, to thank the school for allowing me to do that. And I also, you know, I, I can't express how much that I really enjoyed doing that. I think the students did, too. It was kind of interesting. You know, this was only taking like the last five minutes of class. So it's not like we were wasting our time. They were getting their work done. And we were doing it the last few minutes, and we had time to play back those few seconds before they left. And, you know, just to see their smiles and maybe even a little embarrassment when they realized how they sounded and how it was going to go out to the public. But I think they all really enjoyed it. We're heading into the holidays. Next week will be episode number 26. That means that I've been doing this for half a year. I want to thank all of you that allowed the the podcast to become more popular than I ever dreamed by this point in time. Please keep that up. I will say that I've kind of got to go. I've crossed 4,000 listens now, and 5,000 is very approachable by the end of the year. Please help me get to that goal. Remember that we have that Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook page. I want you you know, to go over there and, and help. Let's help make that active, make that kind of one of our goals going into next year. Also, remember, you can reach me at gregcollinssubstitute at gmail.com. My Twitter is at subteachlounge. You can contact me at any of those resources. Other podcasts have. I'm starting to communicate with with those who lead other podcasts, so we hope for some favorable results for that in the future as well. One thing that I realize now that maybe I haven't emphasized enough, how important it is to go to the Apple podcast. And if you feel if you feel you can give us a five star review, that really helps with future listens, because when people are looking for resources in the teaching realm and the substitute teaching realm and they come across the podcast, they, you know, and they see the rating and your comments that really affects how the listens go. I would encourage you, if you, if you like it, go in there and give it a, a, a rating, and we'll go from there, and I hope that will help us to grow together, and it'll help us pull in more listeners. More listeners will mean I'll get to talk to more people, and they will get to share their ideas on how to make us substitute teachers, a better substitute teachers. Now, I will tell you that the easiest way I have found to do that is just, even if you're already a subscriber, but you haven't left a review yet, go into the Apple podcast, search for substitute teachers lounge first, and that will bring it up. And then there's ways to then click to write a review and you can click the number of stars and all that. So please do that. I would encourage you if, if you, uh, feel the need. I would like to see you do that by the end of the year. That would help the podcast out a lot. 
It's just been so much fun this year. I'm glad that you've been a big part of that. And I would like to share, have you share your thoughts with me. It's been a great six months. I've really enjoyed it. I really love these interviews with the kids this week. I hope you enjoyed it. The number of listens will tell me that you enjoyed it. The reviews will tell me you enjoyed it. I hope to do it again I hope to get other schools involved as well, but it was a lot of fun for me. So hope you had a good week. Hope your substitute teaching is going well. Hope you stay busy the next two weeks before Christmas. But that's it for this week, and we'll see you next week on Substitute Teachers Lounge. Music provided by Ben Sound.